the podcast all about soccer in Orlando City. We'll give you the inside scoop, news, interviews, and more. Please welcome your hosts, JJ, Eddie the Commish, and Cleon One. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm JJ along with Cleon One. What's happening? Merry, merry, not Tuesday. It's Wednesday tonight. It's Wednesday. What's up, Eddie? What's up, everyone? And Alex, the swag. Here we go. Let's do it. Swaggy B. Let's do this. Well, first off, I want to thank our sponsors. So you're first, Eddie. Who do you have we this got time? Field Turf USA. Is a, uh, we're happy to have them as a sponsor. Their parent company is Tarquette. They are responsible for some of the best pitches in the world. People don't realize that. The Etihad, Emirates, Old Trafford, Camp Nou are actually partially artificial turf. And that's how they, they look so great with all the time. With some grass in it, right? Yeah, with some grass. It's like a hybrid that they have. So it's kind of cool to have a company responsible for some of the best pitches. Be on board with us, too. They do Portland. They do other places. Two of the last three champions in MLS, Seattle, and Portland use that that stuff, and they seem to do just fine. Awesome. So glad to have them on board. And we're going to thank uh, Casey's Sports Bar right here in the Heathrow uh, Shopping Center in the Windy Sea Plaza uh, for being nice enough to letting us uh, use uh, the VIP room in the back for our podcast every Tuesday or Wednesday night. Just found out they make a great pizza. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pizza's good here, too. So, well, let's start real quickly talking about our scrimmage from Saturday against Real Salt Lake. We scored a uh, bunch of goals in that game. We had goal scores. It was a 5-2 win for Orlando City. Uh, the young man, Mueller, scores again, of course. And then we have Sasha Yoshi. Pino, and then a known goal caused by Merrim. Uh, we beat Real Salt Lake, still undefeated in the uh, preseason. Haven't lost a game yet. Uh, Cleon, your thoughts on uh, this 5-2 win against Real Salt Lake? Well, more so than the thoughts on on uh, Real Salt Lake, we, um, we had serious issues scoring goals last year, also giving up goals. Um, we were what we had thirty nine goals in the year last year, which is ridiculously bad. Um, you have to improve that. You cannot win a game without scoring goals. You just can't do it. Um, and we've been putting the ball in the back of the net this um, during this preseason. Music still going on. No, um, okay. <laughs> that, that was music still going on for me. Get it together. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, so, correct. Eddie, your thoughts about the game? Yeah, the the goals are great, but defense is has been positive too. Um, there was two goals. Well, one of them, the only one we know of, was a free kick by Jao Plata, who's who's pretty good at those. But that means it wasn't in the run at play. And then I just feel like our, our center back depth is is great. We'll talk about that with the new signing. And uh, something I want to point out about uh, the game against Real Salt Lake was formation. We don't know what formation they played. We know what uh, their numbers was four four two with Miriam and Dwyer up front. The midfield was Yoshi, Cam, Will, and Richie. And then Sutter, Specter, Amro, and Moe. 
that, that's uh, that's a pretty solid four. And I think uh, you'll see Cam's benefiting from from some minutes and Richie with some of the injuries we have and Yuri just getting here. And I think that's great. We're, we're deep. We could uh, have a lot of attacking options and five goals, four goals, three goals. We're putting we're putting it on we're putting the ball in the net. So uh, I have a little. Uh uh, clip here uh, of Il Manur talking about the formation. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, well, as I, as I, I think that you know we're doing much better than you know when we start first game. So we are pretty much in the way where we want, where the staff want us to be. So uh, every game we play with different uh, system, you know, different style, and we're doing pretty good too with all. Like with diamond or for three three or whatever style, whatever style we play in the game. So I think you know we are so close to where we want to be before the first game in the season, and I hope you continue like this until the next, the last game in the preseason, so we can be ready. So he talks about the diamond and the four three three. What are your thoughts, guys, about what he's saying? Is it going to be the diamond and the four three three? Yeah, I think. Uh... I think it's important to be able to play multiple formations to, to stretch it out and, and be multidimensional, you know, especially in this league where it's such a long season and you play so many different games and you play teams multiple times. It's not like where you get one home fixture and one away fixture, you know, like in, in European leagues, you know, where some teams we play three, even four times. So it's good to mix it up. Uh, last year, I think we tried to do that and were unsuccessful more often than not. And, you know, seeing that 4-4-2, that flat 4-4-2, that diamond. I think we even saw the 4-3-3 sometimes. Um, so I think it, it'll, it'll work out, if, especially with the talent, the skill set that we have. Hopefully it, it translates to uh, what's going to be on the pitch. Yeah, I think last year, I think a lot of that switching and, and changing formation every game and different players in every game, I think that might have been a little bit out of he just – that that team was so mismatched. Like it was just a hodgepodge of of a bunch of different players that weren't really that good at anything. And and like I think he was just desperate, just trying to find just trying to find something that worked, and just nothing worked all all year long. Eddie, yeah, I I totally agree on both accounts. Last year, it, I think he was just trying to find a shape where that that worked. Um, but you had people in in spots that just it wasn't their strength. Like MPG wasn't a right winger, you know. Matt, mm-hmm. Giles Barnes a left winger. Will Johnson playing right. I think the the way the fact that there's such a big overhaul. What's that? Um, twenty twenty one out of twenty two out of twenty eight new players. They fit the system. The diamond. I, I think with all the midfielders, we, we're going to play diamond mostly. Clearly. Yeah, but um, we have players who have tactical abilities and awareness where they could switch it up. But we have players who will fit into what we switch. If we go to four-three-three, we have players who have pace and can attack and have pl- and are actual wingers. And if we play, if we keep the diamond, then then we have people who know how to keep possession and pass things like that. And like um, Alex was saying, sometimes you want to play a team slightly differently, but you also you know sometimes on the road you need to you know sit back a little bit and counter things like that. And, and I wanted to point out that El Munir just confirmed what we talked about last week. That's right. We're gonna, they yeah. were going at that scrimmage. Um, and they did the same against Philadelphia because um, that's three scrimmages in, what, eight days? Um, I was told that they were going to play Diamond and they were going to try out a 4 Then Monier said just that, which is, which is cool to hear. So your sources came and they said it, and that's what Il Manier just said in this uh, little soundbite, huh? Yeah, and Il Manier is new enough where he's saying a lot, right? Yeah, I, I, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I love. That's what I love when we bring in. We bring in uh, guys from other countries, and they just got here. 
You know, they don't have that Christ talk down yet. They don't know what they're not supposed to say. So, I mean, you ask them, you ask them a question, they give you the truth. And that's what we all want around here. I think that's his last interview of the year. Yeah, probably. I was going to say that's the last one. And now that you said that, Orlando City's probably going to hear this podcast and say, you know, Cleon is right. Elmanir, no more interviews for you. They probably they, that was Will Johnson does all the interviews. Yeah, from that's Sasha, it. Mueller, Mueller, Mueller speaks uh, politically correct talk already. Well, talking Christ about talk. Grice, let's uh, hear what he had to say about the exhibition games. Uh, all in all, I think the exercise was again positive. Um, to stretch the guys to 75 minutes. Um, everybody played 75 minutes after playing 60 on Saturday and looking to play another 75 or 90 on sat- um, this Saturday. Um, we know it's a difficult stretch for us, but it's important that we build fitness. And uh, like I said, all in all, I was pleased with the performances. So what do you guys think about what he said um, about the exhibition and the games um, going on? I mean, Alex? with with, uh, with with Jason, I think it, it's definitely crucial uh, that that he gets his like we've we've all talked about. He gets his players. We want him to be able to mold uh, his team. I think it's important to to point out what we kind of touched on in the last segment is that these players can play in multiple formations. You know, everybody don't say, "Oh, he got his guys." Well, the type of talent that we got, I mean, Christ can go and somebody can fit right in and and mold some perfect formation out of the guys that we got so it kind of puts me more on the hot seat yeah think about uh, last year we're gonna put like where we're gonna put notorino and carrasco and people like that where where do they go it doesn't make any sense um this year we have all kinds of different options and and christ is all about you know getting people in in into fitness you are seeing some injuries he's got that that um kind of regimental off-season program where they keep track of stuff through like fitbits and things like that right so you see some people perhaps getting punished for not following it, like last year with Mateos and those guys. Higuita is just coming back. Um, today he had a full training. That's right. Um, you, you're seeing PDS train separately <laughs> on a different field. I'm assuming he, did, uh, he he came overweight, you know, maybe. into a training camp. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't go to Grievous Colombian Junior Burgers. Right? <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't think so. He's always he's, – he's dogging. He's and he's in training with the team. Yeah, he's full know, training so. back. Yeah, yeah, he's in full training today. Um, Coman was inside, and Dwyer too, and um, and, Yuri. and and Yuri was inside, and Villarreal was out there. I don't no idea. Does anybody know at all what he's done this preseason, or what what? Uh, he's what, running around with uh, our new signee, yeah. Sané. I haven't I'm, seen him. Me neither. I, to me, I he's my candidate that. for the first cut. If they're, they're gonna have to cut somebody. I agree. I can. We can. I, I agree with that. I think uh, we all can say that uh, Villarreal. He's gonna be lent out probably out loan. The nice way to, to put it, he's got the most to prove, right? He's got the most to prove. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and <laughs> well, Coleman should be, by all accounts, should be coming back this week. So that's good to see. I don't. I don't know if anyone here disagrees with me, but I don't see Dwyer Coleman getting out there for the first game. And I think that goes to the fact that. Those with Sasha out too, and Yuri just getting here. I mean, I want them to announce it. I mean, he's been here. Jeez, you know, uh, he's training with them already. Yeah, make him take a picture in front of the Orlando or something. Right. And, he and, had uh, the 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 picture. Oh, that Yuri. was in the airplane. That was at the at airport. The airport. Yeah, that yeah, was at the Spain. airport. Yeah, he just got some random guy to take a selfie. Like hey, take a selfie. No, he had a <laughs> selfie stick. You know, they like that in Spain. And, uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, my point is that the deformation is going to change. Maybe Yuri gets into shape. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't start right away, and then Coman and Dwyer, and then Sasha. So I think week three, when they when they, uh, you know, it's gonna look way different than weeks one and two. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I I disagree a little. I think, I think if everyone's healthy, they're playing. I don't. I mean, you're already gonna miss Sasha for the first two games. 
they can't afford to get off to a slow start. That's so, true. I mean, Good they're point. not – I don't think they're going to roll up, roll out the backups. We are deeper this year. We, you know, if, if, if we have to play backups, we're better off this year than last. But, I mean, that's not your first option. So, I think, I mean, they really want to get out – I think they want to get out the gate. I mean, we got out the gate last year too, but, I mean, they want to get out the gate strong and sustain it. So, and I mean, I think if these guys are healthy, I think, I think they're – Another thing from, is, from is one. And, yeah. uh, I think, you know, finally we have a roster um, that has depth, uh, which is important. We finally have a team that, you know, we're talking about Dwyer – possibly missing the first game, Coleman missing the first game, Sasha with suspension, and we still got a team that can probably beat a lot of MLS teams out there. You know, probably going to have Pino up front um, with Merrim, and then uh, I forgot about Larea. You know, he's out too, possibly. So, I mean, we still have a lot, and we have, you know, Chris, the Schuler or yeah, Mueller, Mueller, not Schuler. Schuler, I don't know if he's going to sign or not, but Mueller, uh, the guy scoring uh, left and right, you know, and Sasha, who's basically taking him under his wing and showing his leadership on this team, you know. So I think that's good, and I think, uh, like I said, I think we have a lot of depth on this team. Yeah, for sure. You're seeing um, Mueller get a lot of minutes, a lot of people benefit, benefiting from that, right? So it, it's it, that's a positive because even if they don't play the roles they're playing now in preseason, uh, we know what they can do. Um, they talked a lot about Mueller's quickness. We talked about we saw in the combine how he had very good short area quickness and shuttle. Those things are great for pressing. He, he could he could close down quickly, close down angles, force a long ball. We get the ball back. The, I've heard a lot of stuff about the team playing a lot more quickly and side to side and things like that. Not as much long balls, but when they play long balls, that Miram and Pino for being small have a knack for bringing the ball down so we have we have options uh galore but personally i would see, like to see someone like Mueller come off the bench in the 70th minute press press like the devil and and make things happen and score that way and uh you know like i said with uh sasha basically tanking chris they actually talked about it uh and i have some clips here of uh sasha talking about chris and uh the leadership uh, yeah, it's been good with Chris. His movement off the ball is good. It's not perfect yet, but but we're getting there. I think uh, these things will will continue to build, not just in these preseason games, but in trainings as well. And then I have Chris talking about Sasha and the leadership that he brings onto the team here at Orlando. Yeah, City. yeah. Uh, well, he's just obviously like he's playing close to me on the field, so um, I, I have a connection with him on the field, and he's just been kind of mentoring me and just telling me where to make movements because obviously, obviously he's been in the league for a while. He's seen all the movements that forwards are making, so. I'm just trying to learn from him and, you know. So, who's the captain of this team? Your opinions, guys. Cleon? Um, to me, clearly, Sasha, 100%. No doubt about it. Um, last year, we had, you know, we had Kaka. He is more figurehead type of captain. You know what I mean? Just off a of name. Will Johnson was probably more of the vocal leader of that team. Um, but now, Sasha, he, he feels both. Of, the problem with Will last year was he doesn't. While while he was vocal, he's not he's not the best player on that team. He wasn't the best player. He couldn't. He's not the type of player that can put a team on his back. You know, get guys to follow or lead. Let's go. You know what I mean? Um, Sasha is that type of guy. He can vocally do it, and he can fit, and he can go out there on the pitch and make it happen himself as well. So and you know, Sasha, basically, you know, our enemy from back in the day, the New York Red Bulls, you know, so, and now we're talking about him being, uh, you know, our, our, basically our captain for the team. And 
something, you know, his leadership has grown already here. Like you mentioned last week, you know, him yelling at the players, you know, I think it was Tony Rocha that you said, and he had a little bit to say about leadership here with Orlando City. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, not the most important thing in the world uh, that we're getting wins, but it is always nice when you win a game. Uh, I think the maybe the more important piece is, is the guys getting to know each other on the field, the relationships building, and then when we score a goal, how we react, or when we give up a goal, how we react, how we either keep pressing or, or how we handle having a lead. So, so far, so good. It's been, after three games, uh, all very positive in all three games. So what do you think about his leadership and what he's saying? I've always loved the the question signing. I mean, he kind of sounds just like a crease, crease man or Christ man, doesn't he? I mean, he's perfect for the role, for the captain role especially. Um, but I love what he talks about, you know, when we give up a goal. We're up, I think, what was it, 4-0 in the, in the Philly game or 4-0-2 or, or, uh, in the, in the um, Real Salt Lake game lately. And we, and we gave up a goal. And guys, you know, even though it's preseason, they're, they're walking back to the, cir- to the circle and, and just, you know, lollygagging around even though they're winning and he's getting on them he's telling them you know hey is that how you guys are going to respond when when we're when we give up a goal in the regular season so uh, you got to love that especially being an Orlando City fan you've you've seen that the last couple years just give up a goal in the dead heat of the summer and we walk back and it'll be a 1-1 game and you just got to you know that we're going to lose the game you know and I don't think you're going to see that again anymore with as long as questions on the field getting them going yeah that's 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 a great 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 point um and just to kind of piggyback on what you're both saying, um, if you look at like a quarterback in football or a point guard, right, or in basketball or Michael Jordan, someone like that, they're like they're the leaders. They say like, "Give me the ball and I'll make things happen." Will, as much as energetic and he can be and, and hype people up and show an effort, he didn't really have that skill. Akash showed leadership by saying, "Look, like look what I can do," but he wasn't as vocal. Sasha, from what I've heard, is this like literally instruct. I heard him instructing, and I've, people are talking about him instructing while he's playing. Like he, that goal he had, the scrimmage of Mueller, that Mueller had the ball, and he, Mueller said, or Sasha said, that uh, Sasha was like, I'm coming, I'm coming, hold it. And he came down, made a run into the box to get that goal. And, in, and, on, and the neat thing from Sasha, too, is that uh, the, I think he's going to be great in set-piece delivery. And uh, he, he, during, um, the tr- during preseason training, he calls out who he's going to hit it to and who either not go to them or put it right on their head. And remember the Red Bulls, all their elaborate different um, – free kicks and indirect kicks and all that stuff they used to do with Dax McCarthy and all these things. And imagine that with our huge uh, center backs that we have now. Now, uh, back in a leadership point, um, I feel like we have a leader on every level of the pitch. Bendick is the candidate. You know, he, he would get the, the armband sometimes. We have Will, Sasha in the midfield, right? Um, Dwyer's very, you know, fiery. We just have all kinds of leaders. And then we, we just added a new signing. Yeah. Um, probably maybe the best signing we've ever made. Well, um, That's right. Signing who was a captain in in Bordeaux, and it's just another another leader that we're bringing along. So I'm excited about this. I want to talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about the new signing of uh, Lamini, Lamini, Lamina, Lamine. Yeah, nailed it, Lamine, Lamine, <laughs> Sane from uh, Berman, Vedder Bremen. Yeah, Vedder Berman via Senegal. Uh, yeah, via Senegal. The uh, he's a 30 year old center back, long time player for Bordeaux. Uh, basically p- played 188 uh, games for Bordeaux and uh, 38 for the uh, Vedder Bremen. Vedder Bremen, if uh, you say it in German. 
Uh, what do you guys think about him? Is he going to be the starter? I think so. That's my opinion. Um, but, yeah, well, Cleon, what's uh, what's your thoughts about this signing? Um, excellent signing. Um, it's another one out of left field. No one saw this coming for sure. I'm not even sure if Orlando City themselves expected it because, you know, he got here from, you know, kind of strange. He got out of his contract quickly and um, – under some strange circumstances as far as some discipline issues and whatnot. Um, but as far as on the field, this guy, this guy is, he's a big time player. He should be, um, he should be one of the best center backs in the league on paper. He's probably one of the best center backs in the league, you know, from day one, um, six, four gets up in the air. He's built a lot like Kai Kamar gets up in the air, like Kai Kamar. Um, guys very dominant. He's very active. Uh, he, he gets like five point five point three clearances uh like per ninety. That's a ton. Um Spectre. Spectre, that's the type of thing Spectre was doing early in the season when we you know, when we were in that, that winning streak. Um aerial battles, he wins he wins a ton of those. Interceptions. The guy I mean the guy He's all over the pitch. He's he's like another Spectre, but bigger and better. And he scores and he, and he scores goals basically. You know, off free kicks, corner kicks. The guy uh, in Bordeaux scored a, you know, a bunch of goals for a defender as a defender. And then he even just in his, uh, what is it, thirty eight appearances in the the German league. You know, in the Bundesliga, he scored a couple of goals. So he's, like you said, he has that Kamara type physique. Who and he has great foot skills also. Yeah, I, I forgot to even mention that. Um, you know, he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a of a D mid. Yep. I mean, he's a he's a center back through and through. But I mean, he he has D mid skills, um, which seems to be a little bit of a what Christ has been looking for. Like he, as, as far as when Christ has been bringing center backs in, there's a lot of guys that were either multiple position or converted over. Like uh, Specter, he was he was primarily right back. Until he got here, I mean, I know he played yeah. some. He played some center, but he was primarily a right back um, over there in uh, in, in the championship. City, right? yeah. yeah, in Birmingham. Um, Lamine, he's you know he's a center mid. I mean, he, I'm not, sorry, not center mid. He he played a lot of D mid. Um, the guy's he's a good passer, eighty two eighty two point four percent. This is a, this is a very 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 good signing. I, I'm shocked they got this guy for free. Alex, yeah, I got something to say about it. Booyah, that is, I think, the best signing so far from, from Orlando City. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about it, you know, every, every time. I've, I've said it every, every time we've signed somebody in the last couple of weeks, you know, can't get any better than this, right? Can't get any better than this. Yeah. It keeps yeah. happening. You know, and then, and then every time we get another guy, we got Kleshin and then Miriam and then Yuri, and then now we just signed a guy that has over 200 appearances in top flight European leagues. Yeah. Um, we had some questions on Twitter about his attitude and, and what his problem was and and is that a worry for the front office or any of us here? And, and my answer would be a resounding no, no to that. I mean, he had some issues, obviously, at Bordeaux. He got into a locker room fight, so they sold him. But keep in mind, he was still worth $5 million at that point. So, Well, talking about Sané, let's listen to what he has to say about him being a player. You're, how would you describe yourself as a player? Uh, I think I have a uh, little bit more experience in uh, in defense because I'm center back and uh, I can uh, I can uh, 
give my experience uh, as a team and go in front. So he, uh, we know he has a language barrier because in the interview today that he gave, when he came out in French, he was ex- he exploded, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the English. So he's going to have to learn English. And yeah. well, he knows it. He just, you know, he's not. Con- we have a lot of guys like that. They're <clears throat> they're um, even even on the women's side, like Marta. Mm-hmm. I mean, she you would never know she speaks English because yeah, she, she refuses to do her interviews in English. And we have a lot of guys like that that. You know, they're just they're more naturally they're more comfortable in their own language. Yeah. So you know they're thinking they have to think a lot. But I mean, as far as soccer terms, I mean the guy the guy speaks English. So yeah. I mean he's not going to be he's going to he's going to know on the field exactly. when they speak to him and everything. And you know, um, what do you have to say, Eddie? Yeah, I say that uh, I mean, how many languages does he know? I mean, he's he was great in the German's league. I've seen videos of him speaking German. He speaks French. He probably speaks a native uh, you know other tongues from his family being from Senegal. So you know you don't need to read poems on the pitch. Just a couple words, you know, you'll be fine. So I'm not worried about that at all. Um, I, I'm super excited about the signing. Nicky Buds for life. You guys, my hero. This is like it's amazing work. Where does this, this come from? Uh. I have a feeling that when we're looking to try to like tie up Certic, we saw him in Bordeaux. But I mean, things just lined up perfectly for us. The fact that we got him on a free. Part of the fight over there and. And Bordeaux was that he he looked like he wanted to leave. Premier League clubs were after him, and it didn't let him. And then he had some Doug goalie guy who kept con- getting into people's faces and fighting people. And they fought. It's not that big a deal. The, the whole um, sick thing, if you heard him talk, he said that he had thought about this. They asked him, you know, were you did you mean to come to MLS, or how does that compare to your Bundesliga? He said, no, I've been thinking about it for some time. Stuff like that. So, yeah, JJ, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I got a clip about how uh, Sané, they asked him about the difference between, you know, the Bundesliga and the Ligue 1 in France. And let's hear what he had to say on that. Yes, it's a, it's a choice. No, it's different than uh, Bundesliga. But uh, I take a time for decide to come here and I'm happy to, to be here. Well, he's happy to be part of Orlando City. And I think, you know, looking at him at the interview, talking and him, you know, he looked excited to be here. I think he finally said, you know, this is a league where I can dominate. He could be one of the top center backs in the MLS, if not the top center back in the MLS. Who has his pedigree? National team and Champions League, UEFA. Um, you know, I mean, the Europa League, Bundesliga, Bordeaux. They just had a the Bundesliga earlier this year released a video of him being a top five center back. He was not even fifth. He was fourth, which is cool. And um, just talked about him. So that that's right now. There was other clubs, including League One clubs, that were after him. He decided to come here. That's awesome. That says a lot about us. It says a lot about the front office. And he's 30 years old. For a center back, that's not old at all. And that shows super athletic. And, and that's showing how big a, the MLS is getting. You yeah. Know, when players are already wanting to come and here. This is a new area people are coming from, too, which is which is fantastic. And, um, and I, I think it's definitely started from day one started from day one. I mean, we were we were excited that maybe Amro is stepping up and it was a good low-key signing. He's still alone, though, so we have to have a long-term solution if we can't keep him, right? If not, we're, we just have AHA, which by all accounts had been improving, and I didn't think it was that bad in the first place. Now those are our third and fourth center backs, right? So we could go into Open Cup with, like, R.J. Allen, <laughs> Toya, Aha, and Amro as a back Amro, line. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's, and that's awesome. still not bad. Yeah, you know, we, going if we're going to make runs like that in the playoffs, playing the heat that we play in due to Open Cup, we need to have all these kind of players. And now we have a little, you know, to me, a solid, no question, 
day one starter. He's oh. probably our best player. Right Going now. back to Sané, let me uh, let's hear what Christ had to say about him today. Yeah, you know, one of our main objectives in the offseason was to to find a, a top level center back or two top level center backs at the at the least. Um, and it's taken us a while, I think, to to make this final acquisition. It's been a difficult, difficult process. Um, but it's an opportunity for us. We found a player that's um, has played in the Bundesliga, has played in League One, so he brings a tremendous amount of uh, wealth of experience um, as well as some tools that maybe we don't have in this group. So really, really happy with the acquisition and hopeful that it can mean big things for us. But it's going to take some time. He's, he showed today that he's he's had a pretty long off season uh, and he's going to need a lot of work to build up to the level that we're at right now. So basically, it seems to me like this is another Scott uh, Sutter where he's been playing, and now he's coming over here, and he's going to play even more. So he's already had, I mean, half of the season over in Europe, and now he's coming over here. Thoughts, Cleon? Yeah, um, one last thing on, on, on as far as character and this, that, or whatever, and, you know, some people voicing concern. Um because he got into a fight and you know that type of stuff i mean sometimes things happen players are unhappy you know things i mean fights happen fights happen in sports doesn't matter what level all levels fights happen um it's one thing if it's a continual thing that happens but you know one one thing it happens one time it's it's not that big a deal you take this signing and you run um somebody like question who we're praising to death um he suspended the first two games of the season because he would decided to run down another player and go fight him in a tunnel of a halftime of a playoff game. Yeah, that player was so, I mean, out the door. And so not you. a single not a single one of us are gonna ever question um Sasha Clushton as yeah. far as the leadership. So I mean I mean this guy I mean this guy was a captain. Um he's he's been a captain. He, it's this is not a big deal. You I mean, take this deal and you run. And you hear Christ say that, you know, oh he's behind in fitness and he's definitely gonna take some time to catch up to where we're at now but that's I don't think I mean, he's been playing. He's I can tell you exactly how long that time is going to take yeah. to catch up, and that's Friday. what what day is March third. He'll be playing. Yeah, that's, a, that's how long Christ is going to take. I got a feeling we'll, we'll hear a loud sane from the wall on March third. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, talking about uh, talking about training, talking about uh, players coming into training, Coleman. Let's talk about his ex, uh, expectations and what he's going to bring to this team. He hasn't been training at all. He gets injured. Um, What's going on? Is this another Brian Rochez? I hope not. But, I mean, what do you guys expect from him? Well, I, I uh, personally um, feel like, you know, this isn't the most popular position in OC Twitter or the OC universe here where we, we, we let the young DP, can, you know, it's okay if he works his way in. No. I think a lot of it depends on the formation and how people are playing. Christ has said people are going to earn their spots and all that stuff, right? So we'll see if that's true. If we pay something like a four three three, I would just l- let him be out in the right wing and and get some minutes, and we have some depth behind him where we could pull him at sixty or seventy until he kind of gets going. We've seen um, he's young, he's he's small, he seemed to be maybe bulking up, but this is uh, um, you heard Sonny talk about how warm it is. This stuff this is new. the The training's different. We don't know what Coman was doing, right? So I'm not gonna go all the way and freak out that it's Roach's time, but if he works his way in. I'm okay with it because I think we have a good enough team. But there has been good reviews for the little bit of time he has played regarding how good he is on the ball, how creative he is, and he's willing to play defense too. Alex, what do you uh, what do you think? I like to uh, I like to side with Eddie on that. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of not 
having him to have too much pressure on him. You don't want him to, to fold out or, or to feel like he has a seat on his back. We have a bunch of, of, of great talent on the team. The city, we didn't only bring in him. If he was our only guy that we brought in, then, yeah, we'd have high, we should have high expectations. Um, I got a feeling that a lot of the uh, fan and the fan atmosphere and the fans will see, you know, the guy that that, that uh, they just got up north in ATL, you know, the Barco guy. They just see the goal that he scored tonight. The, did I, you see I the hope, goal that he scored? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that they don't make any comparisons. I mean, that guy they bought him for 15 million dollars. We got Coleman for I think 2.5 or 3 million. I mean, they're totally different guys, and this is a long-term investment. We signed him to five years. We're hoping to make it five years. Cleon. Yeah. Um. I mean, the kid's 19. Him and what is he, the youngest, or him PDS? Which ones? They're pretty. Pierre close, de Silva. Yeah. yeah. They're they're both what 19. Um, when you're talking about, you know, everybody's freaking out about the Atlanta guys last year. You know, they're so young and so good. I mean, they're 22, 23, which is young. But I mean, you got to put that in perspective. Um, Coman, he's what three, three, four years younger than them. Yep. So I mean, it's it, we signed him five years. Sasha's on the two-year. Um, we got they got time. They got time. They they'll bring them in slow. If we're in a, if we, it, I think a lot of it depends on the formation. If if it's a four-three-three predominantly, then it's very possible they just stick them on the right because I mean it, it'll he'll slot in well. But if we're if we're sticking to the diamond, most likely he's the you know he's gonna sub in and he'll come in for Sasha. Maybe Sasha slides down a little later or something like that. Eddie, yeah, the, um, they they talked about how. Um, they wanted Sasha, you know, to to kind of be his like mentor, and uh, he could be the you know the the future right, number ten spot, right? So that, that that's kind of baked in the in the cake already. And not every MLS team nails every DP. We essentially have you know combination of Dwyer, Sasha, or Yoshi as our other two DPs, right? A lot of times you see Gonzalo Verón and Blanco, um, you know, these guys like that that went out in Portland, working their way up. A lot of times they're South American. It's just a different style. Right, this is uh, America. It's not as technical; it's more physical. Right, it, it's it's okay. It's not the end of the world, but I understand how we all get triggered because we're used to seeing roaches come in, correct? And then we're Rivas hitting people in the stands and all these things like that. <laughs> now, uh, part of part of the, come the, on, be nice. Yeah, he's actually not doing bad in New York. Come that's on, fine. yeah. Well, the, he's know, actually not hitting them up yeah. high. He's hitting them lower now. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he's in New Jersey. Maybe he could cross the Hudson, <laughs> the Hudson River yeah, over there. Right? Yeah, but um, we, we come on too. Even if he works his way in. We're going to need the ro- – they, they already said uh, – assistant coach, I forgot his name, talked about they can't be playing people four, five, six games in a row. They have to rotate having people like him – having people like him and having people like Mueller um, into um, coming in, working their way into the team throughout the year. Okay, it, It's not a bad thing. If we, in July, June, where we have the, the, summer, the summer doldrums, here comes Coman who's stepping into it with that pace and – that skill that's that's pretty cool that's something we never had we have plan a b and c now where plan a wasn't very good last year all right so <laughs> let me ask you guys something does coleman make if if we're going to talk about injuries here in a second if he's healthy yeah does he make the 11 on game day the first game of the season the 11 i don't think he makes 11 makes the, the 18 i think it makes 18 just it's just nice to have him out there He's uh, number ten. He's pretty small. He's adorable. Cleon, it's media. Um, I was about, initially I was uh, gonna say yes. He makes 18, 11, No way. But I keep forgetting Sasha's out. So it's it's possible he he could end up in the eleven. Um, they all keep talking about him. Um, I heard another guy today. I I don't know if it was Will or if it was uh, 
someone else. They all keep talking about he is super technical and, and very fast. Um, I mean, if they play the diamond, I mean, he is the only other 10. He is the only other when, 10. When you, when you mean technical, what do you mean technical? Do you mean like Messi type? Like, I mean, well, ain't no, 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 I'm not going to say Messi, but I mean, what do you mean like technical wise him ball control, yep. you know, passing yes. or I mean, what? Is yeah, somebody, somebody who can, you know, somebody who's good with the ball at the feet, uh-huh. at the feet um, can get by somebody. Somebody who's got the who's got the ball control, got got a little bit of wiggle to him. Uh-huh. You know, could shake around somebody so, or somebody that could, you know, put the ball out a little around you and just basically just run straight around you and, and get in on goal. Alex, do you have anything about what eleven eighteen or if he's yeah, even def- playing? <laughs> definitely in the uh, in the eighteen. I think um, you gave him the number ten. So if you have a healthy number ten, he's got to be at least in the eighteen. Uh, I think he'll probably. I mean, like you said, with Sasha being out, you might see him in the starting eleven. My bet would not be on that. On that, I think uh, if anything, you see him come off the bench, especially if we need a spark. He can come off, and if we're up, if we're losing, he can. He's kind of a versatile guy. We can come off. He's not like a strictly an attacking style. Player. Yeah, I just, I just see, I just see. Um, I don't know with Sasha out. I just, I just see a couple holes where he could. I mean, he's he's got to pick it up. He's got to get in. He's for, first off, he's got to get on the pitch this week. Um, he's got to put in his work. He's got to show what he can do. Um, and if he if he does that from here to the start, and he's healthy. Um, there's there's a couple holes. Like I said, if they're in the diamond, Sasha's not there. Um, so he might they might just have to stick him stick him there for now because no one else plays the ten um, unless they move Maram down and put Mueller up. Or um, if they're in a four three three, like I said, right wingers we don't we don't have any. So I mean this this will very I think I think the possibility is a little stronger than we're giving credit for. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie with Eddie the injuries up. with uh, Richie, who was playing the right wing, we might the sources on the four three three. We don't have him possibly right um who's going to be the starting striker if we do 4-3-3 we would think miram will be the left winger right and if you look at the formation they ran a 4-4-2 in the last game at least for that that opening that's what they opened with richie will cam and yoshi were the midfielders there really isn't a number 10 in any of those cam was playing defensive mid i'm sure right so that would be yuri's or Igita spot will always plays like you know just just a cm spot and richie can play that too. I don't. Yoshi's a good passer, but people think because you're a good passer, that makes you a number ten. But that's not where he plays. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you know. I'm not sure that was a diamond. And to Cleon's point, if if you know if you know, it's Oswe, if we're going to run a diamond, Josue can fit right into the number ten. Maybe that's where he's at. I, I think personally, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do the, the diamond on the opening day, just just because of the the injuries. But I think it'll be cool to have Coman come in. Remember last year, Christ mixed it up and put. Well, Pierre de Silva in the opening game, mm-hmm. he's like his uh, his debut. So coming in ten minutes in, either just for a late goal, or just to just just for like the symbolism of having our, our big signing and number ten come in with ten minutes left, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the injuries injuries that are going on. We know Dom is uh, with his quad. I think it was. Uh, he looks like he's getting. He's recovering, and he's uh, expected probably to play from what I'm understanding. Uh, he's gone to questionable from out to doubtful to questionable now, along with Larea and uh, even Coleman. PDS. So, and PDS. Uh, well, PDS now with the training, you know, Separately. like today separately, so it makes me wonder 
did he come uh, out of shape? No, you I mean, know? he was training before. Maybe something he so pulled. Something I mean, he pulled and yeah. went to the side. And, and we're, we're, we're missing uh, Roselle, you know? Yeah. Uh, no pictures <laughs> of him anywhere. You know, we know that he's in training. Yeah. And uh, what's the issue with him, and why aren't we seeing him training? Do any of you guys have any thoughts on that? I think, uh, I mean, I think we're deep there. I mean, it's a long season. It's 34 games. <laughs> I mean, it's not as long as the other leagues but 34 games it's a it's a long long season so you got we got Higita we got guys like Will Johnson we got guys that can play in that role for a game or two at the beginning I mean do I think that'll happen no I think this is all a front I think Russell will be in the lineup I mean he's proven to be able to play in the MLS before I think Christ knows that he has no problem throwing guys in that are just like that so. yeah a, a, a little with all this talk about Mueller um what's gone on to the radar is at that number six um, where Rossell will play, Cam Lindley started every game. Mm-hmm. He's He's been the guy there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, unless I, I – if he's – if Christ has been rolling him out there in that spot this entire preseason um, with the, the start. starters, <laughs> no, I, I don't I – don't, I mean, if Rossell doesn't play, Correct. he might get the start. But, I mean, I think he has no hesitation to throw Rossell out there that, as soon as he's healthy. That's Dude a good point. Look, look how much he's benefited there. I mean, Iguita wasn't fit. Rossell wasn't here. I mean, Cam was eating all those mi- all those minutes up and getting getting reps with, with first with first teamers. I think that's that's great. And then Rossell, oh, you know, he's he's been playing in Portugal. He's playing yeah. in Porto Moniz. He was yeah. playing in the in the first division. Uh, well, Liga. took a boat from Barca, just got here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, from Barcelona, I mean. <laughs> it took him a long time to yeah, finally get it. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, he's been playing over there. It's, he's been probably a yeah. week and a half without a game that yeah. he played. So, uh, yeah. Per- I think he's ready to go. I personally, I look, look, Christ doesn't let anyone see the preseason, right? As we saw with the amazing feed from Line Nation, people were like, man, we can't see preseason. They're like, oh, Christ is like, I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, um, they, they, uh, they're like, well, the people have spoken. And they're like, I just, just took the camera in a corner, right? So my point it is was, that it the, was in the corner. It was Nobody in the corner. Saw it. Yeah, exactly. My point is, it could be like what Alex is saying, where, um, where it, it's uh, if he he's secretive enough to to have his people like on their podcast talking about how there's no 18 and all that kind of stuff and then not having anyone see the scrimmages. <laughs> why wouldn't he want to keep the secret of not having Sine and Russell seen by anybody in the league and just show up from day one? Like, is that yeah, out of the true. question? This is like OCB KGB here. It's all <laughs> secrets. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a new segment and it's not going to be every week, but we're going to try to make it every week. Mm-hmm. It's fan talk. Um, basically we started this podcast, us three, four, um, and basically we started it for the fans. Um, so we brought a fan in, uh, and he is right here sitting with us, David Valentine. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Thank you guys. Uh, so welcome to Orlando Lions Den podcast. Again. Again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> technical. It's like deja vu or something. Yeah. Weird. Little technical issues uh, the other night, but w- we brought you back. So uh, yes, we sir. appreciate that thank a you, lot. Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank uh, So, and our thing is, is we want to basically ask some questions to the fans. Yes. You know, as you know, Orlando City is doing the big uh, face of the city with mm-hmm. the fans and doing everything. So we kind of, you know, wanted to do the same thing. So my first question to you is going to be this. Uh, what is your favorite game day activity at the stadium? What do you do? Tell me, like, what you, 
a regular day is going to a city game? Well, basically, um, I get my kids ready, my wife ready. Uh, we clad in purple. We get into the car and drive down to the stadium. And the way I can only describe it is it's like going to church is a religious experience, you know. So we get to the stadium. Of course, my kids want to do all the things that uh, they have outside. But once we go inside, it's, it's all business. And one of the things that I like about the stadium is um, how everybody's a fan. You can have the richest uh, surgeon in town and the most humble janitor sitting right next to each other. The team scores. They high five. You know, everybody is, uh, you know, I, I made a lot of friends through the, the sport, through the team. Obviously, we all are getting together talking about Orlando City. So uh, to me, game day is, is the greatest thing like life ceases for those 90 minutes and uh, other questions do you anybody else in panel? yeah i mean david i i know most people who probably have known you or heard about you on the twitter sphere facebook sphere know that you're you're diehard orlando city you know you've Thank been you. you've been with us since the beginning a lot of us have been open you know where we we followed a little bit in the usl days but we weren't we weren't all here for those days uh but been diehard since mls days Tell us a little bit more about you know how you uh, got to be a part of Orlando City. How what was your first experience like? When did it happen? Talk, oh, absolutely. I'd like to hear more of that. Um, like I said before, <laughs> you guys are listening to this for the first time. But um, in 1994, when I graduated high school, um, the World Cup was being played in the U.S. Um, got caught up with that immediately after high school. I joined the Navy, and um, I was stationed overseas and we'll work with the military, the navies of uh, our allies, you know, uh, Germany, the UK, Israel, Italy. And um, those guys are basically soccer crazy nations. So um, every time we'll hit port with those guys, well, we'll be on the TV, you know, the, the local team playing. So I, I got passionate about it. Um, unfortunately, when I moved to Orlando, the only thing that was closed was the mutiny. And they didn't last long. <laughs> and back then, uh, for you know, for you guys that are too young to remember, there was a thing called newspapers. And uh, for MLS, they only dedicated like a small portion of it. So, and they, they, and even though we were so close to Tampa, there was no games on on, on the TV. So Correct. I was a fan every four years, basically. With the, the so you're a Valderrama fan, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> who can remember that, dude? And Roy Lasseter back in the day with the mutiny. So, yeah, it's – when did you come? 94 over here? Uh, well, well, yeah, um, I joined the Navy that year okay. out of Puerto Rico where I'm from. Okay. And, um, and then I came to Orlando in 1998. Okay, yeah. Uh, so 20 years ago. Correct, that was the um, mutiny. And uh, to go back to the original question, uh, I became a fan of Orlando City. My wife used to work for uh, Orlando Health. And when Orlando City went into the playoffs that year, they gave free tickets to the employees. I had a job where I would be overseas five to six days a week. So the weekends were... I heard Orlando Health, sorry. Uh, do they know how to fix people's injuries at Orlando City? I'm just, at, I'm just wondering. I know you're at Florida uh, Hospital. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Got some, we got some They're my customers, heat, so yeah, I'm yeah, not going to... You heard it, you heard it first. <laughs> yeah, right. Orlando Health is my customer, so I'm going to treat them right. Um, so, they, uh, so they were giving out free, the free tickets, and um, those two days were you know, the only time that I was in town with my family. And my first reaction was, like, why is a hospital um, sponsoring uh, a soccer team? But we went, and 
I have been living in Orlando for 13 years at that point. Never been to the old Citrus Bowl. Not that fine-looking Citrus Bowl that you guys got to see on TV. This place was a dump back the in the day. Orange seats, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, they were like bleachers, really. So um, I just saw a bunch of guys in uh, red and white kits kicking a ball, fell in love with the team. They won, this, they, they won the game. Um, in the speakers, they said, hey, if we win the next game, the championship is going to be here. I looked at my wife and said, hey, we have to be back. And, and we did, and we witnessed probably the greatest sporting event that I ever witnessed ever. Orlando City uh, basically ties the game under a penalty kick by uh, Luis Neal. And then I also witnessed, to me, one of the unsung heroes of this club, 2011 MVP, um, Sean Kelly, who was the backup uh, goalkeeper who came in when uh, Miguel Gallardo was red carded. So um, I followed the team for the following season, I went all the way to the Disney season, which was horrible because <laughs> a lot of people forget <laughs> Disney was against our chance. They really were basically they treated us as a as a band of Vikings, yeah. and they wanted the team out of there. Uh, trust me, they they really kicked us out of there at the end of the season. So. Any other questions, Eddie? You have any questions yeah, for? I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Miguel Gallardo works for free now because of that red card. <laughs> he works for free. <laughs> He's paying everybody back. So, thank you, Miguel, for what you do. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, David. So you're, you're one of the, you know, your OG. That and that's pretty cool. So we want to kind of, uh, you got a deep history. We appreciate that. So we want to know what is your Orlando City. Mount Rushmore. Okay, this is, this is the revised version of it. Oh, you can go whatever you, you can want. Go. You're <laughs> the fan. You want to hear what you hear. Yeah. Well, you guys pointed out something. that Listen, I, if, if my Mount Rushmore would be 60 people. So since we have to go with five. <laughs> That's a mountain um, range. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys pointed out something uh, yesterday that was very true. Uh, the, the two people that should go there first, uh, Adrian Heath, to me, the father of this team, a uh, person that I respect a lot, got to meet personally. Um, somebody, like I said before, he never met a, a stranger. You know, he will shake your hand. Oh, you're 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 a supporter. You're a fan. Let's talk. Let's talk football. That's the type of guy that he is. And um, uh, Phil Rollins, who who believe in this crazy dream that this city could have uh, a team. This city has been the graveside of a lot of teams. We all remember the Rage, the Titans of indoor lacrosse. If you don't remember those guys, uh, we we had the, the several the hockey teams. Solar Bears. Solar Bears. Solar Bears. But, hey, let's not forget the original, original Orlando Lions. Orlando Lions with Mark Dillon, uh, the Mackey brothers. Uh, trying to think some more, uh, the Sapolas. So, w w yeah, I've been yeah, here. I've been here for a long time. So you, you I, I know so the you Orlando know. Lions. Yeah. Yeah. You could be making them names, and no one knows. No, that, they're, they're, they're all <laughs> they're like Dave Mackey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, this this city has been the graveside of everything. Everything sports really. As a matter of fact, when when Adrian and uh, Phil came to town, the sports media, who makes money out of teams playing in the city, told them, you guys are going to fail, so good luck. Pat Clark was actually one of them. Yes. That he actually and he said, ate those words. Yes, he did. He thought we were he sure did. Or Columbus. Well, David, we appreciate you coming out Thank you. Uh, during I, this I fan talk. The, uh, yeah, the do we have yeah. another one? Do we have another one? No, no, that, that was just two. The we three got three more. Spots. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So we got it's Phil. okay. I, I was <laughs> we got someone's Phil, Phil Someone's never been to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> never been there. Never been there. Going there this summer. So to make it quick, uh, the, the last three will be Gallardo, uh, Watson, and Kaká. Simply, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, loyal to the guys that, that got this team to where it is today. 
uh, obviously the guys that are, that are listening probably are like, oh, you forget about this guy, about that guy, about Flavio. that guy. Uh, Flavio. You know, one of the things that I said very deep yesterday, and I don't want to forget, is when they interviewed Flavio uh, the first time. He said, hey, how does it feel to be building your first uh, stadium? And one of the things that touched me, what that he said was, this is my second stadium. When I was a kid and I used to play in the streets of Brazil, I was a poor kid. Uh, we built our own stadiums. Uh -huh. The street was our cathedral, you know? So when he said that, I was like, this is the guy that has the dream and will follow. Awesome, right. awesome. That That's a, a great Mount Rushmore. We appreciate your perspective. Last question we have for you, David, is what's your favorite moment in OC history? And you cannot say Seb Hines is four goals because that's mine. No. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I missed that game because I was at the uh, Solar Bears It was game. like 20 degrees. It was but, no, uh, man, it's so hard. But uh, I I will say that, that I witnessed the one thing that I'm going to be telling my grandchildren was when Kaká chested that ball down to his feet. Uh, that was a game against uh, uh, SKC, I yeah. believe, right? Yeah. And that is – that was poetry in motion. That, was, that was that was that moment when Kaká was his old self. It was just beautiful. It was, it, 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 you can go back to to uh, YouTube and watch that. It was just awesome to see that live. To me, that was the greatest goal. Now, the one thing that I remember the most about last season was when we went to Seattle and we tied that game and with that beautiful yeah. laser point. Mine, mine would be the. Uh even though it was a tie, but the Real Salt Lake opening day two years ago. Yes. I mean, that was, in what, in 30 seconds? Oh, that, you know, uh, that was just all awesome. Of, all of you who left. Yeah. I, I actually exactly. did, to be honest with you. I, I I'm ashamed of saying that. What? Oh. Yeah. But it was too hot. You know, it, yeah, it was hot at a 1 o'clock game or 2 o'clock game. And yeah, really. yeah. What about yours? What's yours, Alex, real quick? My uh, favorite Orlando City moment, I'd have to say um, – on the first game, I, I was born and raised in Orlando, yeah. so not to get too emotional, but when the Pulse attack happened, uh, that hit really that close hit, to home. Yeah. So in the first game, after that happened, and, and there was no team coordination at all between the colors and everybody passing out paper. And, and, oh, that was beautiful. And that was all just this fans. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people across the country just think that that was something that the team came up with, but that was the fans doing that. and. And uh, when we sang the national anthem, and then stopped in the in the uh, 49th minute, I mean, it was all was poetry. It was it was it was the greatest. I mean, not only in Orlando City history, but probably in all sports. And I'm a big yeah. sports guy. So, Cleon, what about you? Mine, mine actually was the very first game MLS game that we had, and there was because it was that stadium was so packed. It was such a lead up to it, and there was so much energy in that stadium, and everyone felt. While we did all this, we filled this stadium, and we're about to be let down. <laughs> and, and Kaká fires that, that, that shot. It bounces off the wall, ricochets all the way off the slam. I literally faint, like, non-exaggeration, mm. I literally fainted. Yeah, like, where I was standing. It <laughs> I'll was, never forget that. I'll like, forget it, was, that. it was crazy. It was just, because, I mean, it was so much lead-up. It was just so much lead-up. It was so hot. There was so much energy, and we were just like, we cannot lose this game. Yeah, the excitement inside of that stadium for the first game ever at Orlando for Orlando City. It was like it a, was, for a playoff spot. It uh, was like the season was going to be over if we didn't get a I mean, it was just something. beautiful. It <laughs> yeah. was just beautiful. I re that, that's probably mine, too. I just remember sitting there, and I wasn't uh, – you guys went to more games than me. I wasn't even mm -hmm. paying attention to USL days very much. I had intended to go, never went. And I was like, well, you know, I like soccer on a certain level, but um, – I wasn't really into it at that time. I was pro used um, a couple years back. 
And I just sat there and I saw the stadium and I saw the people reacting and actually paying attention and seeming to know what was going on. And I was like, wow, we made it. We have a stinking MLS team. And look at this fan look support. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm not a Magic fan. I don't care less about Who? Magic. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I have no like emotional ties to any Orlando team, anything like that. But for some reason, I just love our first sight. Fell in love. Yeah. And, and it was just team. like you felt like community. It, it was the same you with felt me. Like community. Yeah. yeah, you looked around and you're like, this is a place where I want to be. Like David said, everyone's just equal. It's just sports. Nothing brings people together like sports. There's so much division in our country in all facets and sports. Brings people together, race, creed, everything. You just sit and there, especially you cheer, soccer. You it brings crit. a lot. Yeah, of, you act like you act you like know, a the crazy culture's person. together. Yeah, no matter where you're at, you celebrate like crazy. Uh, Cleon Fainton. I like ran over the people next to me when Kaká <laughs> scored that goal because I, I almost fell down like the stairs because I had terrible tickets. I mean, like down the next row. I mean, it's amazing. All right, so David, thank you. Yeah, thank no you problem. very much the, for stopping by. Doors always open. You Thank know you, where sir. we're at. So just come on in, and uh, we got everything. And if I can say one last thing yeah, before sure. I go. Um, to the fans that are listening, our club is our club. Not because it wins. It's because it's our club. Let's support our team, win, lose, or draw. And one thing that we can never forget is our club had a tradition of winning. Maybe you guys that missed the USL uh, days uh, don't know that. But our team is built to win. And I'm really excited about this season because we are going to go all the way, whatever that means. But I know that this year we're going to bust Atlanta's head. Oh, yes. yes. We're going to do that. Yes, we're yes, going to do yes. that. And we're going to score a ton of goals. So be there at least for one game. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And I wanted to add, uh, say thanks to um, our, our, our friends on Twitter who, who some questions, Orlando Soccer Spaz. Um, and Mike McGovern and, and others who, who reached out others. to us. Yeah, yeah so we, we thank you. We want to have this Patty fan segment. Valentine, yeah, also yeah, Floyd. That's right. Yeah, Patty Floyd, among others, Moriyama. Um, um, Anakin, yeah, the exactly. mother, soccer mom yeah, there you on go. Twitter. Exactly. So we, we want everyone, this is, you know, this is kind of something we made, but like JJ said, it's for everyone. So we want other people to come by. And join. We had pizza talk. today. We had pizza today. <laughs> it's they a gave bar. Us a, 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 you know, believe it or not, we are fans just like the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah. So. We're just regular guys <laughs> who just love the club and just want to yeah. talk about it. So and we there's want karaoke you guys to come in the here. background. And yeah, and Taco so Tuesdays. Taco Tuesdays. And uh, so. we're all kind of, you know, lovable guys. We so. want everybody to come in and, and welcome. And uh, and then um, I want to just kind of summarize, just to, just to summarize, get us excited about what what kind of club we have now and uh, the firepower we brought in, right? Mm -hmm. I, I honestly think, guys, Michael we're going to be extremely good. <laughs> it's always fun to analyze and be like, well, we could do this. No, nah, baloney. We we have talent. We're going to be great, I think, this year. Next and week. I'm excited. Put a, yeah. put a plug in for next week's uh, prediction oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. We're, we're going to have talk, our prediction yeah, show. Yeah, next we're going to talk predictions, a little kind of buy, sell, over, under kind of stuff, right? We want to hear right. from the fans, too. You, you know, any thoughts or and we'll, questions. And we'll put you guys like out that. here on the air. You know, we'll put yeah. it out and what your prediction will be if exactly. you guys can't make it. So let's let's hear exactly. a summary anyway. Yeah, what so we well, Matthew Doyle had tweeted out, right, uh, infamous Matthew Doyle, that this season Orlando City added a two-time reigning assist king, a best 11 winger, a Bundesliga center back, an international left back, a 25-year-old proven MLS defensive mid- the college assist king, the best college midfielder, the NASL Golden Boot MVP, and a young DP playmaker. That's all in one offseason, guys. Wow, that's gonna beautiful. Kill well, well, I mean, one thing I saw that's missing from that, from his little list, I mean, it's a great list, but it's not a complete, a complete list. What I don't see on this list 
is the move we did not make, and that is sending Christian Higita out of here, which means he's still here, which means only one thing. It's party time. No Higita, uh, no party. And you're out. All right, guys, thanks for uh, listening to us here on Orlando Lions Den podcast. Till next week. Peace out, everyone. Peace like out. Share us. Let See us know how we did. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Tune in next time for another exciting episode. We'll give you the inside scoop on what's happening in soccer and Orlando City. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Until next time.